Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I am your host, Keith Koo. Today on my show, I have John Peterson, who is the chief product officer of security startup Stellar Cyber. Uh, also on CyberTip, I will be talking about the latest breach with Microsoft and a new large-scale DNS attack that's affecting governments worldwide. So don't go away. On this week's tech news, I want to give my heartfelt sympathies to the people of France and the burning of Notre Dame. Uh, I've been there. It's just an awesome experience to be there. It's just sad to hear that it's uh, been severely damaged. I do want to mention that a number of companies, especially tech companies, are the first to offer their support in the reconstruction of Notre Dame. Companies like Apple, Walt Disney Company, a dating app called Badu. Over $1 billion has been pledged so far for the rehabilitation, reconstruction of this of this monument. Game of Thrones watchers, uh, although it was big news that the final season aired this week and there were 17 million viewers on HBO, what's also interesting is that there were 55 million times that the show was pirated in the first 24 hours. So almost three times as many people pirated the show than actually watched the show. The FCC chairman, Ajit Pai, has actually said that he will be blocking uh, China Mobile's desire to enter the U.S. market um, as there's growing concerns, there's trade war, and that China Mobile is believed to be state-sponsored by some of the U.S. government. Uh, They do not want to see those services come to the U.S. just yet, uh, but it is showing that uh, technology continues to go global, and we have uh, foreign companies who want to enter the U.S. market. We've talked about Coinbase many times. It's a crypto exchange, and a cryptocurrency exchange doesn't traditionally operate exactly the same way that you would think of an equity or stock exchange would operate. In most cases, uh, you would have to convert your fiat currency into cryptocurrency and then back again. So if you're trying to do a crypto to crypto, so say Bitcoin to Ethereum conversion, you would first have to transfer that back into money first. Well, Coinbase announced that they're trying to launch this service, crypto to crypto conversion, in 11 countries to compete with their number one um, other exchange, which is Binance, who does that already. And so Coinbase will be introducing this in countries like Argentina, Mexico, Peru, Colombia, Chile, India, Hong Kong, and South Korea. So stay tuned for more of that. And in the weird tech news, a student at a college called St. Rose in Albany, New York, has pled guilty to charges that he destroyed tens of thousands of dollars worth of computer equipment by using a USB key with malicious code. Now, I talked about this last week in the cyber tip that um, there's lots of bad things that can happen on a USB key entering your system. So for whatever reason, the student actually put a USB key in many computers intentionally trying to fry their circuitry and overload the systems. Uh, They were caught. They pled guilty. And so just a reminder to always keep track of your machine and not to allow um, those USB ports to be used. And that's the tech news of the week. 
Welcome back. Once again, I'm joined with John Peterson, the Chief Product Officer of Stellar Cyber. Welcome, John. Thank you. It's good to be here. And I wanted to congratulate John and the Stellar Cyber team again for their recent $13.2 million raise. That's great. Great. Thank you. So, John, before uh, we get into too much about Stellar Cyber, I wanted to talk a little bit about you. Uh, We've had all kinds of CXOs on the show. We don't really have chief product officers on very often. So why don't you tell us what a chief product officer does and your background? Great. Yeah. So uh, what a chief product officer does at Stellar Cyber is uh, being responsible for product strategy, product management, and product innovation. Uh, my background, I'm, I'm part business guy, part technologist, um, and I'm basically uh, carving out the direction that we're going to take our products into the market. That's great. So why don't we talk about the Stellar story um, up until the, the recent raise? And, and I know that the original name of the company was Ayla Data, which we'll talk about. We'll save the, the, the full-blown story to the end of the show for the pivot so people won't go away for that. But let's talk about how Ayla turned into Stellar at a high level. Yeah, so I guess uh, background-wise, the company was founded as uh, Ayla Data back in 2015. And 2015 was a year of uh, uh, research for us. We were trying to figure out really what we wanted to build and innovate. And then 2016 was a year of building a prototype. And then we went to uh, market commercially in 2017 as Ayla Data. Uh, When we entered the market, we, number one, found that uh, a lot of customers were very difficult for them to pronounce the name Ayla Data. And the name didn't uh, really speak to being a security company. So uh, fast forward to where we're at right now, we've uh, kind of rebranded, calling ourselves Stellar Cyber, which aligns with the security market a lot better, and people are able to pronounce it a lot better. (laughs) That's great. So what is the core platform that Stellar, what is that? Yeah, so the the core offering uh, that we've brought to market is a product called Starlight. And what Starlight does is it serves as a, command center for your SOC. And we deliver this product to large enterprises that may have their own SOC, as well as uh, MSSPs that are providing a managed security uh, service for uh, smaller to medium organizations. But effectively what Starlight does is it unifies data and it unifies the technologies that you would use to detect cyber breaches. Okay. So just to to clarify, a SOC is a security operations center. That's right. And an MSSP is a managed security service provider. That's right. And you're providing a tool set for uh, those who don't already have them. That's to, correct. To come onto the platform. That's correct. And a little bit different because I know as the listener is thinking, well, I want to go out and buy that. Uh, this is something you buy through the channel or you buy through, um, back to what you said, somebody who's offering an MSSP or a SOC as part of the MSSP. That's right. So Stellar Cyber, we are a 100% channel-oriented uh, company. Our products are only purchased through uh, either resellers or distributors uh, or uh, managed uh, security service providers. So what was really interesting to me was um, even under your, your previous brand, Ayla Data, that when you launched at RSA in 2018, that there was a big buzz around artificial intelligence um, and being really driven by data. How is that important in the security industry? Yeah, you know, artificial intelligence, also known as machine learning, has become very, very popular over the past few years. And the reason why that it's popular and very important is because the industry is challenged with not having enough cybersecurity uh, professionals in the industry to, to do all of this work. 
So if you can build some algorithms that do kind of the repetitive things that finds it difficult for a, a human being to do and do it the right way, then it, it becomes a very, very effective tool. Um, one of the things that we focused on in the very beginning is data collection. Uh, we believe that the security industry has a problem of either having too much data, uh, not enough data, or no context to data. And what we do is we bring all of this data together, we reduce it in size and scope, uh, fuse it together, and then then we do machine learning and artificial intelligence. I'm going to want to dig deep into that in our next segment. So once again, you're joined with Keith Kuhl, Silicon Valley Insider, with my guest today, John Peterson of Stellar Cyber. And if you have any questions or comments about Stellar Cyber, email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Q. I'm joined with John Peterson, who's the Chief Product Officer of Stellar Cyber. Welcome back, John. Thank you. So for this week's question, this is perfect for John, especially in the security industry. We hear a lot about machine learning and artificial intelligence just overall, but it's coming up more and more in the need for security solutions. How much of that is real and how much of that is hype? Well, yeah, I, I do hear a lot of uh, vendors saying that they have machine learning and artificial intelligence, and it has turned into kind of the buzzword of the, the year, the week, the month. Um, I think it's very important to have machine learning in a security solution. Um, however, there's something we, th- we feel at Stellar Cyber that is equally as important to that, and that's getting the data problem solved first. Because if you don't solve the data problem first, it doesn't matter how fancy your machine learning algorithms and detections are. Uh, you end up having this garbage in, garbage out problem. So we we sought out to solve both of those problems, doing machine learning the right way by doing it on top of appropriate data. Thank you. So so in essence, uh, having machine learning or AI for the sake of it isn't really going to help you if you haven't solved for that data problem. That's exactly right. Well, thanks, John. So John, given what we were just talking about in the question of the week, how do you actually solve for the data problem? Yeah, so, you know, I, I always call the data problem uh, the Goldilocks problem, if you guys know the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? So the way I kind of described it is you either have too much data, not enough data, or no context to the data. And really what you have to solve is getting the data just right. So what we do is we try to collect all of the data, um, packet data, log data, file data, server data, you name it kind of data, but in the data collection part of what we do, we're also reducing the data at the same time. We're throwing the stuff away that you don't need that doesn't align to security stuff. Uh, and that basically solves the too much data problem. Um, we, we do it in a way that we also enrich the data. We start adding bits of information to the data uh, to make the data better so it's not too little data. And then that ends up giving the data context. So, so you end up having this kind of master data record at the end of our process that's you know, reduced data, um, it's got context to it, and it's all fused together in one master record, and that's what runs through our machine learning engines. You know, I have a question, um, because I know when I looked up the backgrounds of uh, those that started with Stellar, um, how did that group of people come together and decide that this was the problem they wanted to solve for? Yeah, so we are we at Stellar Cyber, on our, you know, our executive team is built up of uh, security experts that have done it, and 
Uh, some of your listeners might remember a uh, startup company back in the day called NetScreen Technologies, which uh, built a really great firewall product, uh, went IPO in 2001, and then got acquired by Juniper Networks for about four-plus billion dollars in 2004. But mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to put the band back together again, as as they say, and we wanted to figure out, like, what's the next problem that could be solved? Because the security prevention problem largely been solved with firewall companies. That's what we did back at NetScreen. That's what Palo Alto Networks and Checkpoint and others doing. Uh, but there's this kind of different way of thinking that's kind of started to evolve in the past few years, which is not just about prevent, preventing stuff, but detecting stuff. Mm-hmm. And we believe that, you know, it's inevitable. You can't stop a cybersecurity breach just like you cannot stop a natural disaster or hurricane or tsunami. But what you can do is build a early warning detection system that can help mitigate the damage. So bunch of security guys from NetScreen got together and said, let's solve the detection problem. We already solved the prevention problem back in the day. Let's do something new. No, that, I think the, the natural disaster analogy is, is really uh, a good one because when we talk about in the first thing, we we're talking about how stellar cyber being sold through the channel, so you can't buy it direct, but really it's for SOCs, security operation centers, and MSSPs, managed security solution providers, and that really – that is that niche where just like in a natural disaster, there's incidents and incident response. So how do you recover from a hurricane or how do you recover from an earthquake? Um, it's really important to have that analogous service in technology because uh, there are disasters that happen all the time in technology. You might not feel it physically, but it could affect you financially. It could affect you in any number of ways. That's right. I mean, you look at some of the, the major breaches that we've seen in the past few few years, and I don't want to beat up on a lot of the companies that got breached, but a lot of these organizations are very large, and they have a lot of these different security tools, and they're still getting breached. You know, Equifax, of course, everyone heard about that breach back in uh, 2017. So why are large organizations like this with a lot of these tools still getting breached? And I think it's because of um, not enough people uh, and then too much data. The, the haystacks are just too big to find the needles. So what we're trying to do is, again, reduce that haystack and then align the detections um, to what's called the cybersecurity kill chain. And Lockheed Martin came up with this model where you can actually detect things as it progresses, just like you could detect a natural disaster as it starts to progress. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully mitigate the damage before that you know, tsunami or hurricane hits the shore. Yeah, and I think it's a great point you bring up. We we certainly talk about it often on the show that the largest organizations, best funded in the world, have problems with cybersecurity and data breaches just because, as you mentioned, the amount of data. And there's always either human error or just um, the amount of data. You know, Peter Drucker, before he passed away almost 20 years ago, he already coined the phrase information smog. He foresaw that information would overwhelm people and systems. So I'll be talking about, in the next segment for CyberTip, I'll even be talking about Microsoft's latest data breach. So if a company like Microsoft, or as you mentioned, Equifax, or we've talked about before, Deloitte, which was considered the number one cybersecurity consulting firm in the world, and they got breached on the Microsoft servers, how does an individual or an SMB, small, medium business, think that they're going to be able to cope with all this data themselves? Well, the individual, the human, can't. Um, So, you know, I always say, uh, don't be a data hoarder to that uh, comment you just made about data smog. Um, you have, if you have too much data, you end up creating this haystack that makes it humanly impossible to pull these needles out. So you have to actually 
bring the data in and then reduce the data, but keep the important information at the same time and then add context to the data at the same time. So we go through this process, our internal name for it's called Interflow, and it is the process of collecting data from logs, packets, files, throwing away the stuff that you don't need and all of that, keeping the stuff that you do, uh, adding more stuff to the data to give it context, like what's the geographic location that this uh, connection came from? What's the reputation of this IP address that's communicating with my servers? That's extra context that you can put in the, into the data. And again, that goes through our interflow process. But once you've done that, you end up having this master data record that's been fused together from different bits of information. And then, like I said, a human can't really go through all of this stuff one by one to find the needles in the haystack. So at that point, you then run it through uh, machine learning algorithms, that, which does the repetitive tasks that a human just can't do. Humans get tired. Uh, they miss things. And that's why some of the largest of large organizations uh, can't detect a breach for 200-plus days because humans can't sift through stuff that fast. It's true. Uh, I often talk about large banks. People don't realize it. And although um, I recently spoke in at a cybersecurity conference with uh, Elvis Chan, who's the supervisory FBI agent in charge of cybercrimes here in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, uh, large banks can be hit up to 50,000 times a day. But because of their investment in, in technology and people, they, you rarely hear of that large data breach. And that's, that's the anomaly. But now we talk again about Microsoft, about Deloitte, about these other companies. So what I really like about the Stellar Cyber story is a lot of times when we're talking, especially on this show, individual small medium business thinking, well, these large companies who can't do it themselves, I can't do that. I can't manage it myself. First of all, I'm not going to be able to have the money, the budget, or the skill set to invest in any of these tools. And even if I did, I wouldn't have the ability to compete in acquiring people contract resources to manage it for me. And then, you know, again, if these large companies can't do it, how can I? So Stellar Cyber has a solution that can be procured as a small medium business through a channel and basically get those tool sets that they normally thought were out of reach. That's right. You know, a lot of these uh, tool sets run in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And you don't just need one of those tools. You need five or six of those different tools. And then you don't have the people. You don't have the you know, security analysts to drive all of these different tools. You're just a small business. So what a lot of organizations, and I think the statistic I saw from, I think maybe it was Gartner or someone, said that about 70% of uh, small to medium businesses are going to just outsource uh, the management of cybersecurity. So what we, one of the things we do is we sell to managed uh, security service providers where they actually purchase the, the tool, uh, and then they bring their SOC analysts to the table to manage that tool and simply just collect the data from those small to medium enterprises and businesses. Let's uh, dig into that a lot deeper in the next segment. So again, you're listening to Keith Koo, Silicon Valley Insider, joined with John Peterson, who's the Chief Product Officer of Stellar Cyber. Don't go away, because in our next segment, we're going to talk about how you can engage in their services. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call one 888 828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today, I'm joined in studio with John Peterson, who is the Chief Product Officer of Stellar Cyber, a security startup. 
On this week's Cyber Tip, I have a few things to discuss. First up is that it recently came to light that many Amazon employees are often listening to Alexa conversations for quality control more than people had thought. So just, again, be aware, intentional, not intentional, for those of you using Alexa services, that your conversations should always be assumed as being recorded. Microsoft announced in an email on April 12th that an unknown number of users were impacted by a data breach affecting their web services specifically email such as Outlook.com, MSN.com, or Hotmail.com. If you use any of those services, this breach lasted for a period of over three months. And it was done relatively simply. All they've mentioned is that a support employee had their credentials compromised. So this is somebody who legitimately has access to the systems, but for whatever reason, their account got compromised, username, password, and that left many many users' information exposed. So um, Microsoft claims that no actual data other than subject lines, subject headers were affected, but just something to be aware of, especially where there's a lot of social engineering hacks where people claim that they have some information about you. Lastly, I want to talk about something that Cisco Talos, uh, Cisco's research division put out, is that there's a new DNS attack called SeaTurtle which is specifically targeting large-scale organizations like governments. Um, There's been over 13 countries affected and 40 different organizations. And just as a reminder, that DNS, domain name system, is the technology that matches IP addresses to domain names. So if you own a domain, it's something to be aware of, especially if you're doing e-commerce, that there are ways to hack that as well. And so the tip is to... Use a registry lock service. Usually your registrar should have that option for you. And also to always use multi-factor authentication. So even when you're logging into, uh, if you own a domain name, you're logging into your registrar, uh, make sure that it's requesting a text to your mobile phone or a secondary email address, something where it can verify it to you other than just your username and your password. And that's the tips of the week. Welcome back. Once again, I have John Peterson, Chief Product Officer of Stellar Cyber, a security startup that's driven by artificial intelligence and machine learning. Welcome, John. Thanks. Good to be back. So, John, in our last segment, we were just starting to dive into small, medium businesses, how they are now able to get the same type of experience with large enterprises in procuring security tools and getting the help they need when traditionally it's been out of reach. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, the uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, and big data is relatively new technology, but it's largely been out of reach for the smaller uh, to medium business. And one of the unique things that we've done with our solution is we've not only built all of this cool machine learning and AI stuff, but we've also done it in a multi-tenant manner. So what that allows us to do is sell our offering to MSSPs uh, where they can actually deploy it in their own cloud and then provide a security cloud for their customers, which are traditionally small and medium enterprises. So uh, this now allows machine learning for the little guy, which is pretty powerful. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's the next wave. I know of many companies starting up MSSPs specifically to serve small, medium businesses. And I think that that's because companies like yours, the timing's right, the technology's there, so that they can effectively 
um, provide these products to end users in a fashion that up until now really just large enterprises had access to. That's right. And, um, you know, it's a big part of our business. We're, you know, we sell to uh, large enterprises, but we also sell to MSSPs. And we see that our MSSP business is actually growing at a, uh, a very, very rapid pace when compared to the other part of our business. Um, you know, we have one of our MSSP partners that we work very closely with up in Ro- uh, Rochester, New York, uh, called Cyflare. And they uh, have been with us since the beginning and have, I don't know, maybe now 60 or 70 different small, medium businesses on their platform. So the model's definitely proven out. Um, and you can't really get machine learning and AI technology from uh, from an MSSP because it's not been built in a multi-tenant manner like we have. So we're solving some of the economic problems of it all, uh, which ultimately roll down to the small guy. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to mention the reason. another reason why that is is with machine learning, you really need to have the robust data set in order to train your algorithms on and so an individual MSSP, I know from uh, one of my friends in the security industry, there's easily 20,000 MSSPs out there. That's right. And so uh, individually, they're not going to be able to collect enough data on their own, but having a data lake provided by a company like yours is going to help that solve that problem. Yeah, and you know, and if you think about an MSSP, they're, they're collecting sensitive data for the, from their customers, and their customers don't want their data co-mingled with Right. other customers. So you have to collect this data in a multi-tenant manner, keep the data separated. Uh, you have to do your machine learning on the data separate because I don't want to profile customer A's data the same way I profile customer B's data. So the machine learning has to be multi-tenant. And then the customer may want to log in and look around himself to make sure that his MSSP is uh, doing what he's supposed to be and reporting breach attempts and things like that. So the the login and management, all of it all, has to be multi-tenant as well. So we kind of thought about all the different things that you have to make multi-tenant uh, for the MSSP to be able to offer this service to the little guy. Yep. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the use cases and success stories around Stellar so far. Yeah, so, you know, use case-wise, uh, I always start by talking about the data. We collect data and we keep the data that, maps to a particular use case. I always say that if, you, if there's no use case for the data that you're collecting, then why collect it? Kind of getting back to don't be a data hoarder. So take, for example, if you're trying to, uh, your organization is trying to detect um, breach attempts because someone's using, you know, the wrong password or they're trying to try a series of passwords to break into your system. Well, clearly you need to collect authentication data. That's There's a use case for that. I need to collect authentication data to be able to detect login activity. Um, so if you take all of the use cases that you have and then map it to data collection, you end up keeping the data that's important and throwing away the stuff that's not important. I, I like how you mentioned this. I have a, one of the backgrounds I have is in records management, records retention um, for some of the largest organizations in the world. And what's very common, especially for financial related organizations, is that you go from paper, however many years ago, to digital. And uh, because, let's say, 10 or 15 years ago, there wasn't the technologies that are today, so you just ingest all that information, especially when we talk about uh, logging vendors, like, say, a Splunk. Good technology, but it's just sucking up everything. And because your organization hasn't set up defined data retention policies, you have to keep it all. And so if you can think of a way ahead of time to develop your policy to say, I'm only going to keep what I have to keep, 
and I'm discard everything that I don't need to keep by policy, that's going to really reduce that footprint, which is really going to reduce your operating expense and your capital expense because you're not going to have to buy the amount of software or the amount of hardware to store all that information in case the auditors or regulars want to have access to it. That's right. So, you know, we see with our product offering that we typically have about a 100 to 1 reduction in data when compared to the old way of doing it. The, you know, the old way of just sending all of your logs to a SIM tool. Um, a lot of problems with that, right? You just create a bigger haystack. Uh, you don't have the data retention policy in place that you need. So you end up keeping to, trying to keep all of this data and you end up running out of disk storage, right? Uh, and then think about packet data. Well, that's very difficult to have like a network packet recorder trying to keep all of the packets that are flowing by in your network, let alone logs. So we try to take all of our data through that same process, whether it's logs, packets, whatever, fuse it all together, end up having that 100 to 1 reduction in data, you can keep it a lot longer when you do that. Yeah, and I think it's especially important, as we discuss often with new laws and regulations like GDPR in the European Union and California's privacy law that's coming out in 2020. So I could think of Stellar Cyber helping with that as well. Yeah, you know, one of the, the big problems in, uh, in cyber breaches is uh, data exfiltration. So organizations don't want PII information leaking out of their uh, environments because they're you know, hit with heavy fines, right? So uh, you have to be able to collect the data, then look for it, monitor it, see if it's leaving your network and that type of thing. Uh, that's one of the one of the key areas that we uh, we help try to solve is the compliance and regulatory things. Yeah, I, I think uh, we just spoke recently PCI compliance. Yes, payment card. Yes, they just came out with a PII or personally identifiable information standard. So it's coming, and this affects um, small, medium business owners alike. It's not just an enterprise problem anymore. That's right. In our product, actually, we have reports that you can click a button and say, you know, output the uh, PCI compliance report X Y Z. And you have something that's tangible that you can hand over to auditors or look at on a weekly basis to see if you're uh, you're in a good security posture. So, what are some of the other success stories that Stellar can talk about? Yeah, so we, uh, you know, we've actually penetrated a lot of different markets. Uh, you know, we just had some uh, some big wins with some uh, international companies. Um, University of Zurich is one of our referenceable accounts. Uh, we went through a. Uh, intensive uh, trial with them. Um, you can just imagine how much data and how sensitive the data is in a university. Uh, student records, data flying by, gigabytes and gigabytes of data a day. Uh, and that was a big win for us. And we learned a lot about that environment. Um, we've got MSSPs all over the world. Uh, I've got MSSPs in Japan, um, Malaysia, uh, New York, California, the UK. So we're seeing uh, an uptick in MSSP activity globally, not just here in the domestic U.S. market. So a lot of success uh, uh, lately, and that's a lot of it's been really attributed to our, our recent, recent infusion of funding. So, so with just a little amount of time we have left, because we've talked a lot about your product. I'm sure it's uh, very interesting to the listener. What is the way to best engage with you since it's a channel model? Yeah, so I, you know, starting point is just visit us or send us an email um, at info at stellarcyber.ai or visit our website at stellarcyber.ai. All right. Well, once again, I thank you, John, for giving us the Stellar Cyber story. As John just mentioned, if you wanted to understand more about Stellar Cyber, go to info at stellarcyber.ai, or you can always email us at info at svn.biz. A quick reminder that the Silicon Valley Smart City Conference is coming up on May 31st. It's a free event. 
Come to the svin.biz website for more information. Tulip Conference is June 3rd through 7th in San Francisco. Also come to our website for more information. And if you have any questions or comments, always email us at info at svn.biz. We'll be right back to finish the show with John Peterson on The Pivot. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Today, I've been joined with John Peterson, who's the Chief Product Officer of Stellar Cyber. Welcome back, John. Thanks. So in today's paper, we're going to cover a few things. One, we're going to cover how buying patterns have changed now that tools like Stellar Cyber are available to small, medium businesses, and how enterprise buyers also think about this huge collection of tools that they have to procure. We're also going to talk about Stellar Cyber's journey as they just recently acquired the $13.2 million funding round. But before we get into that, I thought we'd do a really fun story about how hackers have to pivot and how they constantly update their skills. And I think John had a really good story for that. So John, take it away. Yeah, so you know, hackers are uh, smart and they, they realize that there's new tools that are coming out to de- detect the things that they're doing. And they know that we're in this world of big data collection. So one of the things that we've seen hackers doing lately is once they get on a server, however they get on, they change the date maybe six months back in time. So they make the clock on the server look like it's six months ago. And why would they do that? The reason why they're doing that is they're trying to hide their tracks. <laughs> so anytime they do anything on the server, there's a, there's a log that's kind of created. There's data that's created with a timestamp on it. And, and now it has a timestamp of six months ago. So when the security analyst is looking at the data, he's not looking for something that happened six months ago. He's looking for something that happened yesterday or today. So he misses it. And the logging doesn't keep track of the date change? So with our technology, we do. We actually are collecting the data and our machine learning algorithms detect that this is an anomaly for the system to be changing its date and time. That only should happen like, you know, during uh, spring forward or fall back, right? So uh, that will show up as an anomaly and we'll detect that. I got it, yeah. And, and that's a reminder that even hackers have to stay current. They have to keep updating their methods to stay ahead of cyber solutions like yours. That's right. You know, we're introducing machine learning and AI and guess what? So are hackers. They have their own toolkits using machine learning AI to make their job simpler as well. So then early in the show, we talked about how large enterprises buy lots of tools. Sometimes on average between 50 and 100 would not be uncommon and how a lot of times small, medium businesses need to keep themselves secure from a cybersecurity perspective, but just can't afford it either in the dollars it takes or in the human resources it takes to manage the complexity of that. Uh, with Stellar Cyber and tools like that, how are companies now adapting to be able to take advantage of these tools. Yeah, one of the cool things about what we've done is we've actually built a security operations center uh, platform that has a lot of these things that used to be separate tools all built into one system. So organizations can, can benefit from that because they can actually switch over to a single tool versus having multiple tools. But then in a lot of cases, organizations might have a bunch of tools that they just simply can't rip out and replace overnight. So we have the ability to either be that replacement for everything or coexist with what they already have because we're able to ingest data from practically anything. Yeah, that I see the practicalities of that. So whether you're just starting to secure your data perimeter or whether you already have existing solutions and whether you're a large company or whether you're a small, medium business, 
you have the opportunity now to take a platform like Stellar Cyber and customize it for you to either um, adopt all at once or to do it in a plan integrated fashion. That's right. And I think the key word is platform, right? So uh, a platform that can either, like you said, uh, be, be run and operated standalone or actually coexist. Okay. Well, that's great. And then uh, lastly, back to the recent funding round that Stellar Cyber achieved, $13.2 million. So congratulations to you and the team. How is Stellar Cyber going to progress over the next couple of years? Yeah, so we, uh, we're pretty excited about the funding that we just closed, uh, $13.2 million that came in from Northern Light Venture Capital, Valley Capital Partners, and Digital Hearts, because what that's allowing us to do is uh, uh, execute on our uh, go-to-market plan. And some of the things that we're doing in this go-to-market plan is uh, recruiting more uh, channel partners and MSSPs, uh, as well as staffing up our organization to have our own sale, more sales and marketing people out there kind of spreading the word about the cool stuff that we do. Uh, this funding is going to take us for the next couple of years before we have to go raise money again. And, uh, you know, we're pretty excited and pretty bullish about our uh, our plan. John, it's been great on having you on the show today. Uh, before we finish, because CyberStellar is enabled through a channel platform, it's really important for those who want to engage with Stellar Cyber on how to get information. So there's our website, StellarCyber.ai, your email address, info at StellarCyber.ai. What would be the information to the MSSPs specifically? Because they can go to your website, but how do they actually really engage with you on this? Yeah, you know, one of the main things that we do uh, when we start engaging with uh, MSSPs and others is actually just showing them the product. So I suggest come visit us at our website, um, fill out the form, and schedule an online demo. Uh, when you see a demonstration of the product, it's there's the wow factor and the lights start to come on. Uh, I always say proof is in the pudding. So that's one of the main things that we do um, is do a demo of our product. Okay. Well, thank you. So, John, thanks for being on the show. I understand you're going to be speaking at an upcoming conference. Why don't we talk about that? Yeah. So another way to learn a little bit more about what we're doing, um, if uh, any of your listeners are going to be uh, in Las Vegas next week, uh, April 24th, I'm presenting about cybersecurity and some of the challenges uh, in Las Vegas at MSPCon at the MGM Grand. Well, that's great. Just to wrap up on today's show, we learned all about John as the Chief Product Officer for Stellar Cyber, a startup that's using artificial intelligence and machine learning in their data solutions, empowering managed security service providers and security operations centers. So for any questions or comments about today's show, you can see Stellar Cyber at their website, stellarcyber.ai, you can email them at info at StellarCyber.ai or you can email us at info at svn.biz and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846. 888-828-SVIN. 